Hello everyone, welcome to another recap episode of Dungeon Boys. It's been 10 episodes since our last one. I try to make sure, first of all, my name's Keith, I'm your DM. Josh, playing lovable Arlo. Zane is playing as Grim. And this is Bryce, playing as Jack Law. And this episode has been brought to you by Duke's Barbecue, not a sponsor. The Dashing Rogue. Just Jack Law? Yeah, you didn't say anything about him. You do dash That's an inside a joke from our last episode. I don't want to make Which... Grim feel bad. Grim don't feel bad. Grim's name is his thing. Grim is like determination and grotesqueness. I have the thing saved on my phone. You tell him, Thaddeus. Uh, <laughs> Thaddeus is a cool name. Consider naming my son Thaddeus one day. But this is a kind of an off-the-cuff recap episode. Because one thing about Dungeons & Dragons shows that I've run into is that without recap episodes, it's hard to jump in. A lot of times it's overwhelming when you approach a show even with as little as 30 episodes or whatever. It's like, I don't even know what's going on, and I don't want to go all the way back to the beginning, especially when we go back to the beginning of ours where the episodes, the audio quality left some to be desired. But you'll never know that. Yeah, we had clicking. No, we're not re-recording them, Bryce. (laughs) (laughs) We had clicking and popping and hissing and popping and spopping and dropping and locking and everything on those episodes. I don't remember all that. I want to make it... like a 90s hip-hop dance floor in our audio. I want to make it as... uh, as uh, accessible for you as possible. So, if you're jumping in right now, it's okay. We're going to bring you up to speed. You really should listen to the other recap episodes. So, after episode 10, after episode 20, and then this one. And that'll get you up to speed as to what's going on in the world of Medine, what's going on with Jack, Arlo, and Grimm, who they are. Uh, and you'll know plenty to jump in here. This also, a special recap episode part three. Absolutely. Got part it. three. And hopefully, that even made if you it feel do, like a long time. What? Since we've done a recap episode. Yeah. For some it's reason, that other one didn't feel so yeah. far back. So, the last recap episode <clears throat> ended. You guys were trying to figure out what was going on in the town of Fark. Because Fark was a small town. Once you left the Isle, the, the Isle of Flame, and Fark was a small town where you're supposed to wait for orders from Betty and uh, Corgus, the your kind of handlers for the Servants of the Scale, because you guys are in an organization called the Servants of the Scale who are seeking to restore balance to this world. Balance is definitely a... I mean, I don't want to try to use a trope, but, you know, it's a thing. The world is off balance. The High Council is, is seemingly evil. They're going around picking up people, taking them to work camps. In this world, magic <laughs> magic users are, are touted as better than others, uh, and these magic users have put themselves in power, and they are now exploiting their power and, you know, messing up the world, throwing it off balance for who knows is it whether there's a reason or whether they're just sadistic. Who knows? Um, so that's what's going on, and you guys are an organization that seeks to fight that. Your goal is was to, you're in FARC, and you're trying to, first you're just supposed to wait. But then you kind of get, you know, embroiled in this conflict between the... Knolls. Uh, between the Knolls in the woods and the people of FARC. Uh, people of FARC are killing Knolls, the Knolls are killing people, and you guys are all up in the middle of it. Uh, so, you know, what was that, what was going on there, and did you... How'd you feel about it? You enjoy it? What's what's going on? So this is after we've already been to town and everything. Yes. This is our trip back. We've just the last thing that happened, I believe, would be the end of that last recap, is we dashed out of the gates in the and bird got shot. Yeah. In you the guys wagon. made camp in the woods. Okay. So I believe Grim and Arlo were headed to talk to Black Fang. Yeah. And Jack was headed into town. Now, of course, we're going to try to keep this episode... With bones. Yeah, with bones. Yeah, Yeah, with bones. (laughs) We're going to try to keep this episode relatively short. 
just so we can, you know, move on and, and record some more tonight, really full disclosure. Uh, but so let's not, we don't We're have to go through that every content coming straight to you. Keep it fresh. And tell your friends, by the way. Uh, but we just want to make sure that you're up to get up to date, and so we don't have to get rehashed every conversation, but we'll get the gist. So Jack is headed into town, and he learned something important. Yes. I, I, as Jack, got to the mayor's house, and I heard a conversation going on outside. Do we remember what the conversation was about? No clue. It was, the, the mayor was unhappy that we left, I think, is all it was. Yeah, it's like um, he's unhappy And the, no, the Noel escaped. Yep. He wanted the Noel back. Yep. So... At that time, I had bones, which was Grimm's summon skeleton. skeleton, yeah, a revived skeleton, was walking through the middle of town carrying a torch. Yeah. Nobody said a word. Like normal days. So during that time, I snuck into the mayor's house and found some documentation that outlined Ronald Witherbranch's wishes for something to be kept secret, and that something was the reason for the whole war between the Knolls and the people of Fark which was that three kids had actually been killed accidentally on a hunting expedition by R- Ronald Witherbranch, but he blamed it on the Knowles and forced the mayor to continue his lie. Um, at that time, when I confronted the mayor, uh, Bones made it to the center of town where there was a gallows that had just been constructed that day to hang one of the Knowles that they had captured. Um, then we can go to Grimm, what he did, because you had something to do with that no huh? oh he had already set it free yeah I set him free mm-hmm. before we left that was <clears> the okay. last it was the night before it was the night of the big yeah, fire yeah 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 okay we um because you knew who that no was yeah. we were able to use the animal messenger to sneak a message to him that hey we need to talk to black Fang. yeah so he came out um and met us and then we got him to lead us. He met us at the children's corpses, right, or where they were killed. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of, kind of the lo- location. Yeah, because oh, they were still there. <laughs> the, the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we followed him back and spoke to Black Fang, and we convinced him to uh, to come to town, right? With yeah, that at that yeah. point, and you convinced him to negotiate. Yeah, um, and we were like, no one, no harm's gonna come to you as long as you don't come to to harm anybody. Didn't they lead you to the scene where it happened afterwards? Because that's where I met y'all. Because the thing told me where they were killed. But essentially the gist is there was yeah. we saw the scene, Black Fang was convinced to negotiate. And yeah. then we meet, meet up there. We, yeah, and then we went back to... Um, Collect our dwarf. Yeah. Yep. Right. Everybody yeah, wanted Briar. Yeah, so we'll use a little bit of insight. I'll let you, with these recap episodes, I'll reward <coughs> you for listening to them uh, as a little bit of DM lore. Um, it, it's interesting how, first of all, I'd just like to say D&D is a game like no other. Because while we're making it, <coughs> while we're... Except all those D&D knockoffs, it's exactly well, like no, those. I mean, <laughs> this type of game, tabletop RPGs, you know, collaborative storytelling. Listening to you all tell stories about what your characters did, and it's like, you're talking about it as if these characters are real or whatever, but in the end of the day, like, it's all, you know, you're me putting my brain in your brain... And we're all agreeing on this story, which I think is amazing. Uh, but also, what was I going to say about <laughs> D&D is a game like no other? Because while we're making it, while, while we're recording an episode, it feels like a bunch of like kind of misshapen puzzle pieces mm-hmm. clicking together. But then to hear you tell a story, to hear Jack say, like, I found a paper with some documentation about a cover-up, and Grimm says, oh, well, <clears throat> the, uh, the Noel came out to meet us, and just language like that, it fills me with pride 
to know that it's at the end of the day a story was synthesized in your brains and hopefully the brains of an audience uh, so you know it's kind of that thing where you know while you're making something like oh this is trash but in hindsight it seems I don't think it's trash while I'm making it but you know like this point thought. nobody has broken the story the story rolls on that's yeah. true you won't break this story baby um, um like I get so I get so into Jack that it's I've gone home and I've gotten this close my fingers are very close together for you guys at home. <laughs> I to, mean, we're talking like a centimeter. <laughs> you can hear how close they are. Googling Jack Law. Because I feel like I'm copying him from like a movie or a book or something. Yeah. And I go home and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he would do in this situation. So I go to look him up and I'm like, wait, it's me coming up with this. Yeah. I cool. make that decision. Of course I know him. It's very cool. <laughs> He's me. <laughs> It's cool. I hope y'all. I hope y'all enjoy that. I hope there's we're creating stories. I mean, we've played D and D. We've had so far. This is our fourth campaign. Josh has led one. Zenus has led one. I've done our first one ever, which was you know, in hindsight, a true garbage fire. Uh, <laughs> but it was a but it was a garbage but it was fire. A lot of fun. That, that yeah. was like our I characters had, were garbage fires yeah, too. Even, uh, yeah, even still, horrible. even even now, I'm kind of very lax and like, oh yeah, we can probably do that. I think most most when y'all have requests. Yeah. Things so I, a lot of times I err on the side of would that be cool or not, you know, because we're trying to tell a cool story. Yeah, like, and as a character, cool. you're always like, man, I really wish that would have let me. I would if she would have let me do that. But it is the the failures that kind of build up the yeah, character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's the constraint. It it takes away from the moments when you do succeed if you always succeed. Right, and I try to I try to adhere to the rules as closely as possible. There's some things that we just don't do. Like there's no rules for Grim to ever have magic hands. But in the narrative that I've created, it works, and we we Grim, or Grim and I, Zenas and I discussed that. You know, <laughs> See, before. the character like, is real. Grim, Grim's character is home brewed, but Grim's Grim kind of, at least in this world, fits well. And you guys eventually will find out how you know Grim. We, we worked his backstory into like the greater narrative, not like a chosen one kind of situation, but you know the fabric of this universe accepts Grim and has created you know. The kind of situation that he's in. That and um, Jack's personality thing. Yeah, Jack. There's no a, rules as written for having a second personality that's a totally different class. Yeah. There's no yeah. rules. So, I, I derailed us pretty bad, but what I'm trying to say is D and D is really cool, and it, it fills me with joy uh, to hear that a story truly has been synthesized at least a little bit in y'all's brains, and hopefully in the brains of an audience. And I thank you for playing and playing well. Uh, and humoring me on the different things, especially where I, you know, goof up as a DM or you know make weird calls. But and I appreciate that. Back on topic, we're currently speaking to Briar. Yes, we're trying to. We pitch the idea of him becoming the new mayor before we head back into town. Right. Um, we've got uh, Dark Fang, Black Fang, no. Black Fang. He's Black not Fang. with us though. No, I, I'm just. We got Black Fang to agree. To not, uh, he he cannot bring any other um, gnolls with him. He's allowed to bring his weapon, but not to unsheath it unless he is threatened. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we meet in the center of the town with the mayor and Briar and Blackfang at night. So another benefit of being able to describe this in hindsight is we don't have to rehash all the very poor role play that I did in that negotiation when I negotiated with myself for a little while, as well as you guys interjecting here and there. But I played the sheriff and Black Fang who were negotiating with one another. It, it had a nice flavor. Well, it, it added some more to the pot. There are a lot of pauses where I, I would like 
subconsciously like I would speak as the the mayor the, the the sheriff, and then of course like I speak so someone should respond, and then I would get a look from Bryce like no that's you, <laughs> that, you got to respond. Uh, but we had that conversation, and the decision was made uh, collectively that the mayor should be bound and taken to the nearest orc, uh, you know, garrison or whatever to get rid of him. Just for the, take him to prison. For the Cullings, right? When did Blackfang yeah. give you the... Right before the battle. Right before the battle. Yeah, yep. he gave you the horn. Blackfang's horn, which still exists. Yep. So we left town... Mayor bundled up and 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 yeah. ready for delivery. Right. And we met with a unsavory bunch. Yeah. Yeah. That was looking for us from a previous encounter. Our largest yeah. battle to date. I would say my largest successful battle I've run. I like how you don't cap it, and it's like okay, there could be bigger battles on the horizon. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm, absolutely I'm assuming there would be. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm counting on it. That was a two-part battle. <laughs> that true. Yeah. yeah, that was combat for two episodes. Which mm-hmm. Ooh, Jack happen. was struggling. <laughs> yeah, Jack had a rough day <laughs> on that one. But Grim, tell us about the battle. Uh, well, before the battle, Blackfang and Argnon, the sheriff, were talking like they yeah. wanted to throw us away. Mm. But um, not they. It was just Argnon. Well, it was Ar- yeah, yeah. Argnon had. He was afraid, and he was like, "Hey, we should just give these guys over, like save the town. We don't owe them anything." Um, Argonaut was the sheriff in the town, right? Yes, yeah, Argonaut right. was the sheriff, and he was he was uh, convincing Blackfang, and I yeah. overheard Blackfang, and he was like, "Well, maybe." And then that's <laughs> when I like sounded the the horn and brought the the other the other guys uh, into play later on. Um, yeah, it was it was a big old big big bad time for Jack. He got. I got nat twentyed by a goblin on a or an orc. Or, no, it was a goblin on a, on a wolf, wolf pack. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You ran around to the back, fighting off those guys trying to flank them, and you, you yeah. killed a, you killed a couple, pulled off some cool moves, um, pushed off of a wolf. Yeah, corpse. that was mm-hmm. Jack has always given me some flair to work with as far as like. I love a good punch through a sternum. I love a good vulture from the sky. But also like a jack, yeah. you know, he's laying on the ground with his feet on a dead wolf, pushing off of it and sliding backwards out of harm's way. Pretty cool. <laughs> and then beheaded the goblin as I slid back yeah. and that ran off nice into the woods. Nice. I would have died had it not been for the distraction of the buzzards. Or vultures. Yep. Two after, giant vultures. Because there was one ranged guy over there and he would have messed me up before I got back to the woods. He was a mage or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Grim got a pretty yeah. high kill count. Grim but tore it up in the middle of the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. like when the shroud came on. I was trying to... I, I activated the shroud and, and feared those guys and I was trying to get them to move back so I could move over to Argnon because he died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> and so like I had a napkin and I wrote it down. I was like, all right, here's the, the necrotic shroud timer, here's the Argnon Revivify timer. Yeah. Y'all and, were really close together, so I was picturing like Grim and Argnon fighting back to back and then Grim suddenly doesn't feel a weight there and just looks back <laughs> and he's like collapsed on the ground. Visually, this battle in my head came together really cool yeah. because like Argnon and Blackfang were together against these like orc mages and yep. then there was another like line of orcs that kind of separated Grim and, and Blackfang and then of course Arlo turned into a wolf and sent some vultures flying around and Jack is like running all over the map and everything trying to k- kill people and stuff and 
that center at that heart of the battle where, you know, Black Fang got a couple good hits, like splitting orcs down the middle with his giant great axe and like, you know, the typical Viking, like, yeah, like this is the best part of his whole life because he took a beating. Black Fang took a real beating. Oh, yeah. And like him chopping people up and like, I picture like the camera passes by as he's chopping a guy in half and then Grim is like, you know, a couple, I think, one hit punches on, on orcs, you know, sending them to the nether, nether realm and... Uh, all just wonderful times in that battle. Is it just the let's not forget. Yeah. Okay. And let's not forget, Burb rides in to, to save the day. Oh, yeah, on a treant. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole thing was part of the gnolls where they were trying to revive a treant to destroy the a town. A creature so hideously large. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Burb comes riding in on a giant tree. And there was one, I think there was like one mage left. There was one orc mage left. <laughs> and yeah. the, the, the treant grabs a rock. Oh, and just. Two. I killed the other one with right. a knife. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there, there's so there's two left. The second one to last to die uh, just gets completely obliterated by a rock that a tree in throws, which is the only attack he landed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he threw one other rock, but I think everything attack. else was yeah. dead. Yeah. There, there was another oh, attack. He, he went the... for the wolf, and it went straight through the vulture. Yeah, yeah. I had him. Arlo had some had summoned two. Um, I guess like uh, spirit versions of vultures, they look very real. But once once it, it had taken damage enough like that, when a boulder flew through it, it Jack actually or Jack <laughs> talking about your character, yeah, Bryce. Bryce had, had said, yeah, that's a cool visual. He just kind of like dissolves into leaves and just blows away. I just I really like that. Yeah. So all in all, again, it's it's a lot of fun because in, in like combat, it's like. It's so slow. Like, roll the dice. Roll the damage. Did you hit? Did you not hit? Oh, man, I didn't hit. It's a bummer or whatever. But, like, in the back, whenever you kind of piece it, sew it all together, it's like, this is a, a, a you know, a 25 seconds. Yeah, it's how, battle. It's like... How long did the battle take? It wouldn't... Um, Half a minute. Probably. Technically, I only made it to four. 24 seconds. 24 yeah, seconds. It was like, it was a true clash. It wasn't maybe, like yeah. a methodical thing. Yeah, maybe like, whenever we do it from now on, like... Whenever we get to the end of the battle, we'll take that uh, just five minutes that we just and went through and yeah, summarize. I did, I did that when we were both when Analyze. we started. Yeah, I think I would once we get like four or five turns ahead, I would say or like a full round because mm-hmm. that's essentially a round is one six seconds, so you're all acting at the same time. Yeah, well, that's for for like small battles. That's cool, but like. I think for like an epic battle like that one, we need to have a like on the moment recap of everything that happened. Like, sure, just mm-hmm. have the big battle happen in movie time. But it was big, and nobody escaped, which was which <coughs> was good. It was important. You guys kept everybody from escaping. No, uh, no one killed the tied up mayor. So. Yeah, they brought the mayor back. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, battle is over. Nobody take the mayor. You bring the mayor back to town. Briar becomes the mayor. Of Fark, you guys have have a quick goodbye with him. You are assured that the mayor will stand trial or you know do whatever, and he'll be in. He might go. They you might mean, send him to do some yeah, com- community, community service, service with the Knolls. Yeah, the tree end is parked. Yeah, mm-hmm. right in the, in the middle garden. of the community garden. Yeah, kind of keeping watch yeah. over things. Briar's got a new buddy in the tree end. Yeah, and the Knolls and the sheriff have have kind of like uh, come together to like share the whole like community security kind of thing so so interesting the first towns or you city that back, you, I watch yours. the first city that you left you left in a bit of disarray power vacuum 
uh, people are upset and stuff. But in Fark, you don't you don't leave that quickly, so you're able to fill the power vacuum and you know get everything. Though a lot of people died, you got everybody right. It's about balance. We did, balance, you see, baby. We Perfectly did strike balanced. up something there at the end of the uh, that other power vacuum. We pitched the idea of. Well, you did. Jack pitched the idea. Right. I did. Brewing. Solid pitch. Solid yeah. Pitch. What's his name? Bruner. Bruner Baker. Um, becoming the new constable for. Lonesome. Lonesome, yeah, that's one. Lonesome, baby. Yeah. I always forget, is it Lonesome or Medine that's the main thing? It's yeah. been a while since we were in Lonesome, so. Yeah. yeah. So at this time, Jack receives a letter. From I think Maja. Did Argnon hand it to me, or is it like a courier? It's a courier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says from mom and dad, or mom and pop, or whatever. And yeah. I open it, and it's actually a letter from who I did not catch it at all. It just completely went <laughs> over my head. Betty and Corgus telling us to go meet uh, Stephen Stevenson at the. Uh, the 33rd. 33rd. Yeah. Got it. Not Steven Stevenson, but... Simon Simon. Simon Simon. Yeah. I'm thinking of the guy from Lazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Robbie Let's Rob you. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Um, so yeah, we got in there. Jack decided to go speak with the mages, and he got a book on Wizarding 101. Yep. And... Arlo got a fine sandwich. Uh-huh, it was good. Very good sandwich. Arlo and Grimm approached Simon Simon. Yep. Yes, we did. So, Finger gun. So essentially, <laughs> yeah, Finger Simon Simon. Simon yeah. So they, they were told in the letter that they needed to get a key from someone <clears throat> named Simon. Simon Simon was a dwarven treasure taker. Uh, he was a bardish treasure hunt, a bard treasure hunter, and he was not too kind to them, but... He said, hey, I, ha- I do have that key, but you got to help me with something first. I'm trying to get a mask from a cave uh, or s- somewhere nearby. If you help me do that, I'll give you the key. A mask not of just one face, but of many. Yep. Many, many faces. A, and it, it had to do with a gnomish god, and Arlo was intrigued by that because right. I did not grow up with my people, so right. I wanted to find out some more there. Hey, right, right, right. You grew up with other short people. That's really all um, the same. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, the same size toilets. Yeah, well, kind of. Nothing eventful happened on the way to the theater. Right. But when we got there... Um, Jack had a character moment with you on I, the way there. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, Jack was questioning whether it was right that we were killing everybody. Grim basically said that it, it's up to you to decide what's really right in the world. Um, everybody has to kind of travel their own path. He also made a comment and said, like, "I'm cool. With, I'm cool with it. I'm cool, like, I'm like, essentially, <laughs> I, said, I know who I am." No, that or, that was tonight. I know yeah. you did say something like that, but it was essentially you weren't you weren't um, remorseful. Yeah. yeah, I think I and said you, like, you I'm, like I'm fine with it, and I said, "Yeah, um, you weren't judging me for what I had done, right. basically." No. Yeah, I said you you have to find the balance within your <clears throat> yeah. Balance. That was it, cause yeah, cause I remember thinking like, you're trying to. You trying to get a you trying to get a quote in the margins, eh, Zenas? <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to the cave, which the is ruined amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, which is in the back of a ruined amphitheater. And there's a big old staircase leading down to some hillbillies. Hillbillies. That's right. They were kind of nicely dressed, weren't they? Oh, were they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were nicely dressed. They were locals. Uh, they were lo- colorful locals, but 
Simon Simon had a map that led him here, something like that, tapestry or something, mm-hmm. and he had gotten that from their mama, their yeah. mother. Yeah, and they were four brothers. Yeah, and had had took had, her out to a nice seafood dinner. <laughs> had, had and done never the whole called her again. Wrong. Yeah. So they they who. Who who uh, forced him to like stand there? They all got a slap we, in. We all, Grim and, and <laughs> yeah. Jack kind of did, yeah. Because yeah. I, I went down there first as Jack Grim got stuck paid around. I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they, they explained, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I'll be a bodyguard for you." Um, <laughs> and then Jack led uh, old Simon Simon down the steps, yeah. and they all kind of punched him. Yeah. So it was one of those moments that I enjoyed because I did, I don't want everything to be like the answer to this question is kill them <laughs> and it's easy because of course you could have murdered them all on that stage and not, nothing bad would have happened to you. Uh, but we're trying to show Burb that is not the way. Oh, you returned the tapestry as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was just one of those moments where it was like you know it's it's not imperative to the story that you talk to these guys or you deal with them in any sort of way, but you dealt with them in a humorous and sort of you know charismatic don't not hurt them kind of way uh, and Simon Simon it was another way I think and it helped helped out in making him out to be the, 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 the douche that he really was then I put a big old sparkly black ball of rock into a bowl yeah yep. Banta black and we saw a marvelous performance that was different for all of us you did yep. And Grim had to fight some memories. A bear? No, not memories. Uh, it was something about like okay. a, a bed and like people fighting over like what? Your sister and no, my <laughs> a, a visage of my that. sister and my father were on stage. One was uh, over. One was being like attacked by a bear. The other was being attacked by an onkeg. Uh, the yeah. onkeg we had seen before, and Keith I mentioned like, seen, like one remember. of them was sleeping or something, no. and like they were being attacked. I they were both on the ground, like yeah. you know, yeah. call, calling for Grim's help. Uh, and, the, and Grim rolled; he did, he failed the wisdom save, so it was very real to him what was happening. Yeah. Great RP on the emotional state of Grim because he was like asking, you, like it's not something Grim would normally do, but he was actually asking us for help. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. So not something I, th- I noticed at the time, but absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was cool. <clears throat> then we all got the uh, that was like the precursor to the show right yep. then we got the other show yeah which before, was before the show that happened inside the thing yeah there were so many shows you met and in voice only you met Gold Gold, the Gnomish God of Performance <laughs> and Good Times <laughs> a little bit like a southern Julia child yeah something Jack like that. did not have a good time with his show because yeah. it showed his past. Um, the others saw their things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so it kind of yeah. Jack's show was kind of themed on the darkness of his past and where it may lead. Uh, Arlo was shown a show that you know kind of the brightness of his past and where it could lead. And Grim was shown a, sh- a little bit of insight as to where he came from and then where things for his family may go eventually. Arlo as well as a, some pieces of you know. Nuggets of truth about his existence. Got a good old truth <clears throat> nuggets. Arlo did see something about like a, a, a voyage on a boat, and somebody had like come up behind Briar to like attack them or something. Mm-hmm. But Arlo has never been on a, a large boat like that. So, right. Yeah. So that, there was truth. There were truth nuggets, but then there was also mystery. 
And Burbs, Burb was not pleased with his show. Burb did not was very sad after his. We we we, we as players do you... not know what happened to Burb. No, nobody asked Burb what happened to his. We are did. bad people. Or he he didn't talk. He said he yeah. didn't want to talk about it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then the shows ended and the like thing opened up and we could enter. Mm-hmm. Stone go curtains. Into, we go didn't, into the green room. Yeah. We didn't find out what Simon saw. No. Didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't uh, care about that. Nope. But we made it to big old room filled with dresses. Yeah, with with wardrobes. Wardrobes. That's it. Yeah. Black wardrobes. And Garl Glittergold gave you a game device. Arlo did great at the game, by the way. Yeah, Arlo did. Nat twenty. Each person. Rick Sanchez. (laughs) Kind of what it sounded like. Yep. Each person had to individually perform as a different random, um, you know, creature or you know set of person. Uh, Arlo succeeded, and he did not have to fight. Uh, Grim was it Jack then Grim? It was Grim then Jack. No, it was Jack then Grim. Oh, okay. I think right. I no, think the, no, night, no, no, the no. night was last. No, you, you, you were the next, first one to fight. Yeah. And then we we had a split of episode, and we had a yeah. a, a nice fight with Jack. Yeah, Jack was the opener to that episode. That's yeah. another one yeah. of those things I wish I could repcon. I wish that like the night hadn't been fully knocked out, and like Jack could have. They could have had like a, a duel, and it was like a I see that you're the superior fighter, and it's kind of like bow out, and he walks to the wardrobe on his own, hmm. which would have not just that'd be up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to think. I would have would have had to think of that. Yeah. Um, but before that, Grim had a fight with a troll. <laughs> Probably and, my favorite moment from that whole. And Grim had a good voice as well for his troll. Yep, if you like to do it here now on our show. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, guess it's just me. That was episode 26 if you want to tune in. Yeah. Honestly, when I first did the voice, to me it sounded so similar to yours. I was like, people it's are going to think it's just same. Keith speaking for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, it was you perfect. You said that, I think, in that. It was perfect. It, it worked great. Uh, interesting. That, so far, that, those have been my most fun episodes because I didn't struggle with accents so much. <laughs> I got the pirate pretty good. I got the gog and the gold and the troll. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Garl, too. Um... That fight, Grim just blew out both of the dude's knees. Yeah. <laughs> Jack got a running start and jumped and tried to hit him in the face, but pretty much just bounced off. Yeah, that first one, uh, Garl let you help, but then Jack had to fight later on, and the yeah. real, the true rules is that you're supposed to do it by yourself. Let's fast forward. You succeed. Garl Glitter Gold says, "All right, you did it. Simon, come grab your mask." He gives Simon the mask of many faces. The mask of but many faces. The, the face, the the mask shrinks. <laughs> yeah, the mask shrinks his head down to the point where he dies. Uh, and Garl laughs as Simon dies because he gave him the mask of. He mini- thought it was the mask of many faces, like multiple faces. <laughs> but it's like miniature, so his tubes didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what episode that is, but go back, <laughs> Bryce. Bryce's recounting of episode twenty-eight it makes me think that it was very humorous. So I want you to go and listen we to it. That was it. that was the best. That <laughs> was the best. <laughs> now through through all of this, Arlo, knowing that this is a gnomish god, is actively thinking this is a a small mask for small faces. Yeah, well, so you got it right. Uh, but really, 
He, After could, that, he thought he had the inside track, but whenever uh, the his head shrinks down, the key comes out. This key looks very much like the same black stone that you put into the uh, and the violin and the um, and grabbed his violin, yep. bar, the bar, the Simon Simon's violin. You grab the key, uh, and then Garl actually did give you the mask of many M A N Y faces that allows you to transform into different people, yeah. five, up mm-hmm. to five people. I think um, I got both the key and the mask. Jack yeah. got kind of agitated by the whole thing being a joke and like kind of stepped away. Grim handed Jack back his necklace that keeps him from dying. Yep. And I got a fiddle. Yep. We reemerged. And Garl Glittergold kind of revealed <laughs> that he and the other gods have, you know, they know what's going on. Uh, and they know about the servants of the scale and that they, they tend to be rooting for you a little bit. If I remember correctly, Jack missed that because he left to go get the cart Maybe so, so Jack does not know about the whole their other gods and other items of God yeah, and power Garl reveals that all the gods <coughs> have created an item um, and that they are hidden throughout the world if you want to find them uh, let's quickly skip to the next part you guys approach I mean this is this is pretty much last episode yeah, yeah. Uh, tipped over caravan on the way to the strong water, strong water, the port you're yeah. headed to. Right. I've been strong trying to think of that night, that name the whole night. Um, strong water a, transport company. Found a tipped over um, wagon being attacked by kinkus. On fire. Lots of kinkus, like the a kinkus dozen of them. Right? The wagon like was four, four, four. <laughs> I thought there was Just like four. eight no, or more. Four. Okay. Well, then, we got up there and we found Misiko being attacked. By several Kinku bandits. Yep. Uh, Grim destroyed them all. Grim killed a massacre. Killed all of them. <laughs> brought one back. Yeah. <laughs> Told them don't do that no more. Yeah. <laughs> killed him. Let him go. Burb is a little bit messed up. This hurt Burb's feelings. Yeah. yeah. Burb, Burb was killed. unhappy. Um. Our lovable Burb. Jack gave Misiko a. Healing potion, because I lost one somewhere along the line, so it must have been where it went. It was. Um, Misiko is not average guy. No, yeah, he, he is, is a yellow. Kind of, yeah, dry yellow, yellow skin, has, has slits for a nose. Uh, his is eyes that, are um, tight. A gith? Githzerai. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the race looking. is like Githzerai or something. Uh, his his ears are long and like more than an elven. It's like Jack and Daxter long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like middle oh, seems to be little middle aged mm-hmm. uh, and he is uh, he was traveling he's trying to get back to the round isle which is the same place you're trying to get to right um, so you guys make camp Misiko is caught leaving the camp but he is heading into the woods where Arlo and uh, Burb are trying to hunt rabbits because Burb left behind his sword Burb is excited after overcoming some emotional trauma with Arlo see last episode that he removes his sword which attracts the the, the ire of a basilisk, which mm. is the same basilisk from episode probably nine. So it crossed the bridge. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> how it like hunted us down. I mean, maybe it, it swam. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big old monster. It could climb down the, the wall. Maybe it go through the water. You don't know how, a lot sewers. about basilisks. <laughs> the sewers. <laughs> sewers. Yeah, I, I like. I like that. Basilisk. Canonized sewers. The sewer croc. Uh, but essentially, they killed the basilisk. They have like 30 basilisk spines, which are absolutely huge. Um, probably difficult to carry, but you put them in that wagon. Oh, we're going to um, And Jack has some basilisk eyes, and that really brings us up to date uh, for the current episode. Mm-hmm. Basilisk mm-hmm. eye. Yeah. 
So that was a quick recap. Yeah. Definitely need to tune back in and catch episodes 21 through Absolutely. 30. Absolutely. And... The the Simon Simon arc uh, has been one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a short one, but it's, it's well-crafted, yeah. and it's, it's got a lot of, a lot of turns in there. Well-crafted. Bunch of blinds, Josh. I am down between Simon Simon. Beard. Simon Simon had the best voices. I like that. Yep. And the best RP. Mm. But as far as storyline goes, I like the Fark arc. <laughs> you can just call it the Fark with a C. Yeah. <laughs> Kark. No. <laughs> I see at the end, you fool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think both of them that really one is cool. I think my favorite is going to have to be um, the Simon Simon arc because mm-hmm. of the role play. Yeah, and because yeah. Well, well, moving into this new arc as well, we've done some. some yeah, y'all are really play. killing it. I mean, it's taken it's taken a while for us. I wouldn't say to get comfortable. It's taken six months, but like something <laughs> about I don't know something. There's a cork has been popped for a role play. Like y'all are finally. You know, talking to each other without there being think, action performed and stuff, and I'm really happy about that. I think it's just continually picking up steam because oh, yeah. we've yeah. been saying that since like maybe week three, week four. We've been like, yeah, I think the RP was a lot better this time than mm-hmm. when we started. Yeah. And then every week it's better than it was last week. So. Tune in episode 830 where <laughs> yeah. we just completely forget who we are as people. Yeah, they're standing. You're on. watching this in VR, <laughs> and we're in motion capture suits. <laughs> But it's still room. just our characters sitting and talking. <laughs> but I mean, about our characters. <laughs> just exactly how Bryce was saying, like you know, you go home, you want to like look up your character because like it, it becomes real for you. Yeah, it true. really does. So it, it becomes a part of you, and I think that's that's actually what's kind of bringing it all together. If mm. you are listening to this episode and you're listening to us gush about D and D, we're sorry. Um, we're not sorry. Thank no, you for real. listening. We hope you enjoy. It. If you do, send us an email. Follow me on Twitter at Tank Media Games and just let us know. Give us a little bit of feedback. Let us know what you think, uh, what you're enjoying, what you're not. Because um, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. If you're on iTunes, be sure to write us a review. Those are helpful to us. We would love to get the show in front of or in front of more ears, inside of more ears. <laughs> Uh, and if you'd like to support us and you support Where our, ears our can see us. if you want to support our love of this game go to patreon.com slash tankmedianetwork to if you would like to donate on a monthly basis for as little as one dollar a month yeah mm-hmm. I'm all for this becoming Keith's job me too but <laughs> if you if you guys really blow it up and we can all just <laughs> take a cut of the profit hey. and we can do D&D all the time and yeah. nothing else forever that'd be great that's, that's <laughs> we could get to that episode 830 something yeah, real we could be there next week yeah. if, just, if just like a couple million of you guys donate a dollar every month we'd yeah. be set we'd be set we'd be good to go right. um, but truly, not asking for much we truly if you're hearing this we appreciate you and we thank you and remember finally that we love you very much Bye. toodles later Bye.